Hello, hello. My name is David Deberry II. I'm the co-CEO of Keys to Black Wealth. My name is Brandy Avery. I am also the co-CEO of Keys to Black Wealth. My name is Lamar Pugsley, and I am the CMO of Keys to Black Wealth. And I am Frank Cage, the CBO of Keys to Black Wealth. And we thank you all for listening to the Keys to Black Wealth podcast. Please enjoy the show and don't forget, take them keys. That three way, we on a mission, we live in exactly how we say. So this one is about, this next segment is about social media, marketing, getting to the bag. I mean, this guy got a little bit of everything. His energy is infectious. You're going to see him all over the globe. I mean, streaming everywhere. Uh, we got a chance to connect with him a few weeks ago, and I knew right away we had to have him on our platform. So I want everybody to shake the keys, give a round of applause for B. Chris. Hey, everybody. How's it going? How's it going? Yes, yeah, shake them keys. Shake them keys. Thanks for having me, man. Y'all been killing it all weekend, man. I got to say congratulations. Y'all just been really dropping that knowledge. I love it. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. You going to take them away? You don't need me, right? You going to just... ready. So, hey, everybody. How you doing? My name is Brandon Chris. I am the CEO and co-founder of Next Level Consultants. I also have built multiple brands and companies uh, in tech. And I want to just share with you guys how you can build a business in the 21st century. So we're going to be talking about social media. We're going to be talking about platforms. We're going to be talking about everything for the next 30 minutes. You know, um, I have a presentation for you and feel free to, you know, leave comments in the chat and just follow up with me and my team after if you're really, really interested in, you know, building your business and understanding how that works with the 21st century. So let's get it started. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. And so hopefully all of you can see my screen here. And we are going to get this on the road, you know. And so as you can see, uh, Keys to Black Wealth Business Development in the 21st Century. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. So like I said, my name is Brandon Chris. I'm an innovative leader, marketing consultant, tech entrepreneur with a long track record of success in marketing and growing businesses. Uh, I'm self-taught developer, so I really kind of taught myself how to develop by attending some mastermind classes and building a team of developers, won multiple awards, worked with nonprofits, sit on the board of a few companies and organizations. And, you know, I'm 30 years old, just turned 30 this past January, but I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19. So I fit that millennial kind of demographic. At the same time, I'm really uh, passionate about surrounding myself with like-minded people and people who are smarter than me or bring other skills to the table that I can leverage. So um, that's a little bit about my background. Uh, so you can kind of have, have information about uh, the person you're learning from today. And so uh, people I've worked with, companies, organizations I've worked with, um, some of them are not here, but in the music industry, uh, my company, Rap Plug, we've worked with several major companies from Universal Music Group to Epic to Capitol Records, done things with foundations like United Way, uh, different chambers of commerce, the whole nine. And so uh, you can kind of go to LinkedIn or check out our website to see some of the companies and organizations that uh, I've worked with and that we've worked with. Um, you know, uh, one of my companies that I put together and launched was a company called Rap Plug, Rap Plug Live. And so we've worked with over 200 corporations and influencers. Um, we launched a video on demand streaming and content platform, received 
an investment from Comcast, NBC Universal's uh, accelerator program called The Farm, and you know, done things with Revolt and South by Southwest, A3C, and the whole nine. And so you can kind of see uh, what we've done with that company. And this is important because as we talk about developing a business in the 21st century, we're going to talk about platforms. And one of the things that, you know, Ratplug is, is a platform. It started off as a software as a service networking platform, and it kind of transitioned into what it is today, which is a live streaming and video on demand platform. And so as you kind of see uh, what I've done and what my team has done when it comes to Rap Plug is going to give you an example as well of what you can do if you want to leverage technology and social media to grow and build your business in the 21st century. And that's why I thought it was important to kind of dig a little deep into uh, Rap Plug Live and kind of what we've done with Rap Plug Live and Live. And you can go to www.ratpluglive.com to check out that. So. Like I said, you know, we're going to be talking about the 21st century and building businesses in the 21st century. And if you've been paying attention, you will see that in today's world, when it comes to building, growing and scaling a business, most of the companies that exist have some type of platform or mobile presence. You know, you have your big companies like Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram and, you know, these different social media platforms like TikTok. But then you also have B2B and B2C, business to business and business to consumer platforms that exist as well, like your Stripes, your Postmates, your Zooms, like the platform we're using right now, right? And so these platforms have certain classifications. And so if you're looking to build a business in the 21st century, you need to understand what these classifications mean because they are significant to helping you understand how to leverage not only social media, but also uh, understand how to leverage uh, different corporation platforms that exist today so you can exist. And especially now that COVID is here and we're seeing an economic crisis and we're seeing everything go digital, most people are leveraging technology and online platforms to grow, scale their businesses and communicate. And so you need to understand that. And so uh, that terminology is SaaS, right? We call it software as a service, which is a method of software delivery and licensing in which a software can be accessed online via subscription, rather than bought or installed into an individual computer. So you can use SaaS, software as a service, to grow, build, or scale your platform or your company, and you don't necessarily have to install it into a computer or build it from scratch because there are corporations out there who are giving you platforms that you can use to grow your business. For an example, Netflix. Netflix is a software as a service company that sells software which you can watch and license videos on demand. It follows a subscription-based model whereby the user can choose a subscription plan and, and or pay a fixed sum of money and for a monthly or annually cost, right? And so Netflix is software as a service because it's actually providing you a service and that service is access to quality content, right? And they're doing it through an online way. And um, they also, their product is content. So the service is providing you content. The product that they're providing you is content within itself. And so there may be opportunities for you to actually uh, leverage you know, a software as a service platform 
like Netflix, right, uh, to have content, but you can also build your own or license your own uh, software as a service platform for content as well. And so uh, that's another opportunity. Uber, Uber Technologies. Uber is branching into the software as a service space. Uh, they're doing it a little different though. Their their goal and model is going to be that they will actually offer software and programming and analytics uh, to core ride uh, uh, outside companies and entities. And so instead of just competing with you know other apps that come into the marketplace for ride sharing, they're saying that we're going to launch our platform. We're going to provide a, a service on demand for you when it comes to driving, you know, or finding rides at an inexpensive cost on demand. But then we're going to offer that data and that information and those analytics to other companies that want to get into the space or want to find some type of technology to do it themselves. And so they're not just offering, you know, a product. Uh, through software as a service, they're actually going even a step further and they're going to get into um, being a platform as a service as well. And that's what I'm going to talk about next, which is platform as a service. So um, I know this is kind of a little techie, but I want you to understand that going into the 21st century, you will be either using a software as a service or platform as a service platform. You will be building your own software as a service or platform as a service platform or you will be leveraged by a software as a service or a platform as a service platform. And that's where everything is going. It's going digital, it's going online, it's going in that direction. And so a platform as a service is a complete development and deployment environment where you can actually have a platform that has tons of different apps and tons of different code, and you can actually use that platform for other developers and coders you know, as well. So Facebook is an example of a platform as a service. Developers can create applications on Facebook using Facebook's proprietary API, and they can build their own software as a service products. They can build their own Ubers. They can build their own WhatsApps. They can build their own versions of Instagrams because Facebook is licensing out its proprietary um, technology to different individuals to use. Amazon is another platform as a service company. You can you know, have a server through Amazon. You can have your own content platform through Amazon. Amazon works with developers and coders to give them access to their API, their intellectual property, their code so that they can create. And so um, when you're dealing with software as a service or platform as a service companies, you're looking at acquisition. Hey, there's a problem in the market, right? Stasi, for example, Stasi said, hey, there's a problem in the market. People need to find easy, convenient ways to find barbers and hairstylists so they can get their hair done. Well, we're going to educate ourselves on how many people need that that solution, right? We're going to educate ourselves on how we can be the best, you know, fit company to offer that solution. And then we're going to select. We're going to start to select what kind of platform we want to be, how we want to be that platform, and we're going to start building. And then after that, we're going to start raising money and getting investments and starting to build out our platform and causing impact. And you know what? Now we're going to grow, right? And so they went from awareness to education to selection to onboarding, to impacting, to growth. And that's what you have to think about when you're building your business out in the 21st century, whether you are in fashion, whether you're in hair care, whether you're in the entertainment space, you need to be aware of where things are going. 
You need to educate yourself on how you can position yourself to be a solution. And you need to select. Select what kind of solution you're going to be and how you're going to grow that and what kind of impact you're going to have and start to build. Start to build out what that's going to look like. Start to cause impact and do customer discovery and start to grow. And that's what I'm going to help you with today is the seven steps that you need to take that will help you understand how to build, grow, and scale your business in the 21st century, right? And so these seven steps are can be used to any kind of business, no matter what kind of business you have, you know, what kind of company you have, where you're going with your company, you can actually use these seven steps. And the first one is the intro, you know, how you define your company, right? The two is the team, you know, what kind of team you're going to develop and is that team talented enough and can they really execute on where you want to go? Three is the opportunity. What is the opportunity that you're really giving to the consumer? What opportunity are you putting in the marketplace for people to be successful? Uh, four is a solution. How can you demonstrate how you will solve that problem and validate how you're different than other people? And then, of course, the competition. Who is your competition? No matter what business you have, no matter what industry you're in or where you decide to go with your company, you will always have competition. Then you have the business model. Can you explain how your company is going to actually generate revenue, how it's going to scale, and how it's going to grow? And then you have the ask, right? Ask, what are you asking for? Are you asking for an investment? Are you asking for money? Are you asking for people to join your team? What exactly are you asking for, right? And we'll get into questions right after this. So please write down any questions you have, and we will go there. So first would be the intro. So Give a brief, you know, history of the company, when it was started, how it was funded, right? Define the company, business or product in a single sentence. Can you concisely state your core value proposition, including the target market in which you want to serve? And what unique benefit will you provide to customers to address that need? Um, I believe that Uber, Airbnb, Netflix, Amazon, uh, StyleSeed, all of these different software as a service, platform as a service, content as a product, you know, all of these on-demand platforms, they were able to give an intro to tell, you know, kind of who they were and where they want to be. And their key objective was for everyone to know the basic idea and the value proposition of that company. Now, I can help you guys with this. So I'm giving you a, a quick overview today. Uh, we're going a little detailed. But, you know, this is a process that my team and I can help you with. So keep that in mind if you need help, you know, figuring this out and putting this together. Right. Team. Who is your team? Who is your team? Right. What relevant experience do they have? What, who are the key players? What prior companies or startups have they been a part of? What kind of educational backgrounds, you know, exist? Right. Um, have they ever had an IPO or, or an exit? You know, who's the board of directors? Who who are the board of advisors, if you have any? Um, who are the key future hires? And, and this is one you have to really uh, make sure you point out is that if you don't know who your team is today, you can still plan for that team. You know, you have to you have to start with the vision in mind, with the end in mind. So if you had a budget, who would you hire and what would they do and why? Right. So if you don't know who your team is yet, it's OK because you're going to figure that out and you're going to bring that team in and you're going to be able to add that team to, you know, your deck, your presentation, your pitch um, as you develop your business plan for the 21st century. Um, the key objective here, make sure that whoever is listening to you, whoever is hearing you, they feel that you're confident. 
that you're confident in this group and that you believe that this group can help your company execute on whatever the next set of milestones are, right? And so we talked about the intro. We talked about the team. Now, when you're raising money from investors, two things that they really look for is the team and the traction. And I'm going to get to the traction later, but the team is very important because people invest in founders and in team before they invest in anything else. They want to make sure that the quarterback is there to guide the plays and to guide the team to success and that there are some star players who can score that touchdown or dunk that basket, right? And so drop them keys if you feel me on that. Now, opportunity. We like to sum up opportunity as this. A clear problem plus a large market equals a great opportunity. I'm going to say that again. A clear problem plus a large market equals a great opportunity. Uber, they saw that there was a problem. Taxis aren't working and taxis aren't in every city. And people need to be able to access a ride when they want it, where they want to go and feel safe and secure. And they realized the market was huge because so many people drove or didn't drive or, you know, uh, was, were okay with hopping in a car with strangers. And that was a void. And that meant that there was an opportunity. Now, when it comes to your business, what is the clear problem? What is the size of the market? And how can you position yourself to be a opportunity, right? Sometimes you have to state the problem and describe the pain. Oh my God, I need to get to work and I can't afford a taxi and I don't have a ride, but I have some money. That's the pain. I'm going to lose my job today if I don't find a ride. And then a solution comes about Uber, right? But why does this problem exist? Can you define recent trends to make your solution possible? I think Uber said, hey, if it works with taxis and if it works with carpooling, it might work for us. How was this currently addressed and why are we at an inflection point now versus later. Can you identify the market size? How many, you know, how much money can be made with a on-demand, you know, Uber? How much money can be made with a Airbnb? What what is the market size for finding somebody to do your hair on site, you know, uh, on demand, right? Can you really define that market and how does this market change and grow over time? Right? How does this market change and grow over time? You might have a solution today that may not be the solution for tomorrow. Or the day after that, or the month of that, or the years of that. But can you pivot your solution to accommodate the market change? Can you pivot your company, your brand, your business, your likeness, your solution, you know, to be an opportunity no matter what is happening? Nobody predicted COVID was going to happen. But the companies that are succeeding and the companies that are, are doing well or at least surviving, they're doing it because they understood that now that the market has changed, I must change too. What can my company do to reposition itself in a market where it can be a solution to a problem that exists today? Right? Drop them keys. I'm dropping some knowledge now. Right? So keys to objective. Uh, you have to you have to really understand that there's a need for your company solution. Convince others that solving this problem is worth the effort, and they will give you money. They will support you. They will they will help you, and your company will scale. Number four, solution. Right. Can you demonstrate that you actually have a solution? Can you validate that you have differentiation between your solution and the next 10, 20, or 30 people who are also trying to solve the same problem? Can you explain how your technology works or what your technology is or if you even have intellectual property with your solution? How is this solution better than anybody else's? The key objective here is to help the the person you're talking to or the investor you're trying to pitch to understand how you will solve the problem. 
right? And most people don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. And that's why these seven steps are key because you are now putting together a strategic plan on how to build, scale, and grow a business in the 21st century. And you have understanding of what a software as a service and platform as a product is. And now you can actually grow, grow and build and scale with technology and things like that. And so your solution has to be differentiated. It has to be uh, compared and contrast to other companies, and it has to actually solve a problem. The best product you can have is a solution. The best product you can have is a solution. No matter how big or, saw or small that problem is, the best product you can have is a solution, right? Which leads to competition next. Oh, I'm sorry, which, uh, let's go back to competition. I think I might have missed competition. So I'm gonna go straight to the business model. I think we missed competition. And so uh, let me speak on competition a little bit. We can kind of mix them both in, right? Competition, right? Competition is really understanding who you're going up against. And never assume that you don't have competition. You always have a competition. No matter what business you're in, you're going to have competition. But how are you different than that competition? You can leverage your competition to position yourself to be successful by understanding what they did that did or didn't work. Right. Some companies worked. Some companies didn't work because they didn't understand the competition. Right. If you want to be the next Uber, you have to understand how much money did Uber raise. How successful was Uber in his first five years? What how many lawsuits, you know, does Uber have to fight every year? What are some of the challenges that they had? If you want to be the next Airbnb, why did Airbnb work? Why did it not work? What 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 made it work? Is it working right now? Is it going to be able to work in the next five years? Understand your competition, no matter what industry you're in, and leverage that information so that you can position yourself to be successful, right? And that is how you get to your business model. Um, and your business model has to embrace competition because you're going to learn from your competition even to understand how you put together your business model. Now, put a big circle around business model because out of all of these, your business model is going to be the meat, the meat and the main course for your strategic plan on how to develop a business in the 21st century, right? Your business plan is how you make money. The revenue metrics, right? Your pricing, your account size, your lifetime value, your, your users, your sub base, your subscribers, all of that goes into the business model. How you sell and distribute you know, your products, the customer pipeline, the wins and the metrics, you actually being prepared to take a loss or you being prepared to have to pivot the company if COVID happens, right? What milestones you are going to realistically hit as you raise more money? If you had more money today or you had to, uh, you had the people you wanted to hire today or you were able to go to the market today, what would that realistically do for your company and how would it help your company succeed, right? Your key objective here is to tell yourself as well as the investor or partners how you will generate revenue, what you will accomplish in a, given, in a given period of time. That is your business model. Now, for you to have a successful business model, you have to look at other business models. You have to understand what other companies have done, what they've been successful at, and what they failed at. And you have to be ready to pivot your company based on where you are realistically. You may have not raised $1 million or $5 million or $10 million. You may have not earned you know, contracts that generate a certain amount of revenue. You may not be able to afford the C-suite of CEOs and CMOs and CTOs that you want at this particular time. But what can you realistically do with what you have that can help you be successful later as you build, grow, and scale your company 
in the 21st century. And last but not least, the ask. The ask. You cannot be afraid to ask. Like I said before, you have to be confident in yourself. You have to be confident in your team. You have to understand that you're positioning your company as an opportunity, that there's a solution and you are that solution, that you understand your competition and you know how you're going to make money and scale. And because you know these things and because you are confident in these things, you are ready for the ask, right? As you ask, you need to be prepared. You need to be prepared to understand that you have to have financials. You have to know, uh, spell out who's backed you before and what amounts they've backed you in and why. You have to be able to have a valuation and expectations on how that uh, valuation is going to scale and why it's valid. You have to understand you know, what kind of money you want to raise or what you're asking for from the bank or what you're even asking for from your team. You know, what, what, what would their job description be? How, how much money would you pay them? And when would they get paid and how? You have to be realistic about the milestones you want to hit with new capital as you get it. Your burn rate. How much money are you going to spend month to month? How much money are you going to spend year to year? How, how long is that investment or that next, though, those earnings going to last you until you run out of money, right? And if you did run out of money, how can you exist and how can you, you know, survive, you know, around that, right? How much runway will the new money buy you? Right. Um, what has your post money uh, gotten you and, and, and what have you raised so far? What have you done so far with that money to be successful? The key objective here is to outline what you need from an investor or what you need from a team so that you can scale your business and look for new capital as you grow and scale your business. And so these are the things you need to keep in mind as you build, grow and scale your business in the 21st century. And. I am going to see if I have any questions um, that I can answer here from, you know, just different people as we kind of continue on with Keys to Black Wealth Summit. So as you build out your business, it's very important to understand these seven steps. Hey, David, how you, how's it going? What's good, B. Chris, man? You over here dropping jewels, man. I'm looking at them in the chat. So when, uh, when every time somebody drops some jewels, some keys, you drop the seven. So we got sevens all up in here. Okay. Yeah. What are, what are some any specific questions that people might have had while I was, as I was going through the presentation? Yeah, somebody asked, if you can't, if you can't find a team, how do you vet virtual assistance of local individuals to help? Okay, okay. So if you can't find a team, how do you vet virtual assistance of people to help? Local, um, local individuals to help. Local individuals, okay. And so I, I would say have your job description ready and then have a questionnaire ready, you know, different questions you want to ask these individuals um, about themselves and their history and their track record um, that you can see that may be of added value for what you're trying to do, right? Um, as you go through those series of questions, you also want them to provide information to you, right? So uh, just like you're providing information about your vision for the company and where you want to see it go, what have they done in the past and what can they bring to the table? What projects have they worked on? What, what things have they been a part of that validate why they are a good fit for your company? And they don't have to necessarily be physically you know, in the office. They can be virtual. They can be digital, especially during times like this. And so it's just about being able to ask those specific questions, um, do your research on what they've done, and make sure that they're a good fit for what you're trying to do. That was great. That was great. Um, somebody said, first time hearing the term platform as a service. 
Yes. And some, so these terms are in technology, software as a service, platform as a service, content as a product. You know, 40, 40% of the Fortune 500 companies that exist today have some type of software as a service, platform as a service, you know, infrastructure. And so um, it's just, we have to, as, as black people, right, and we want to get to the wealth, we, we have to understand these concepts and these business models as well, because this is a space that a lot of people are playing in and they're making a lot of money and they're being very successful. And um, it's not too many of us sitting around the table talking about these things or building these things out. And that's why I think it's important for me to share this knowledge and this, you know, presentation today. Yeah, man, you've been dropping, you dropping keys, man. So, uh, so uh, leave the audience with the last couple keys and then where they can find you at, where they can contact you at, because obviously you're a good, a great resource, man. I see you posting stuff on LinkedIn all the time. Definitely, definitely. And so, um, Please, you know, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at bchris underscore. That's B-C-R-I-S-S underscore. Uh, my website is www.nextlevelconsultants.com. Nextlevelconsultants.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at, at Brandon Chris. Um, you know, and I would love to help you guys build, grow, and scale your business model, your strategic plan. You know, so you can, um, you know, hire me and my company to help you kind of do that if, you know, you really had added value from what I presented today. And then my last tip for success would be, you know, um, the difference between success and failure is effort. And so don't be afraid to apply the right amount of effort towards growing your business. And that, you know, being successful is not about winning. It's about things you can accomplish over and over, right? And so just celebrate every win, even the small ones. You know, celebrate the small ones and keep building and keep working. It's going to be successful. And I really appreciate the opportunity. And I don't know what I'm still with my keys. I'm looking for my keys, bro. I'm supposed to be giving you keys right now, man. I don't know what hey, hey. <laughs> we definitely gonna have to connect, man, because I know that you are a great resource and uh, you can really help keep the black wealth out. And we just uh, appreciate you giving up your time and uh, your resources, your knowledge to the attendees uh, here today. And uh, hopefully someone will take advantage of that and reach out to you and connect with you for sure. Now, thank you so much for the opportunity, you and your team. You guys are amazing. This whole thing is amazing. I've been watching and keep up the good work. Real. Appreciate you, man. We'll be on the West Coast soon in 2021, so we're coming out your way. Man, come through LA. What's up? <laughs> for sure. All right, man. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Keys to Black Wealth Podcast. Make sure you check out our website at www.keystoblackwealth.com where you can find our latest and new merch, ebook releases, and also event updates. Follow us on all social media platforms at Keys to Black Wealth. If you found the information valuable in what you heard, don't forget to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a friend. See you got to run the play. Need they hit to show the plan and hit that three-way. We on a mission. We living exactly how we say. You see that evidence?